Oh my gosh, it's already been five minutes, guys. Five minutes of, I need my food already. <laughs> I haven't even made it to the window yet. And I go through the whole line, and it's eight minutes, okay? A whole eight minutes. And I thought about like how when we're anticipating something, we get so anxious and so worked up about it, right? And I was like, I had to sit down and be like, if you were gonna make you these a chicken segment, you would have had to go to the store, get the stuff, drive home, still cook it, and it's definitely gonna be more than eight minutes. And why are you so frustrated when it was still faster than what you would have did? You know? And so that is truly what happens to us all the time when we're so and when we have those big, big problems. We get so worked up and it doesn't change the fact that they're there and how we were not supposed to worry. And in while we're waiting, right? While we're waiting. And so we're gonna see what Jesus says about in the waiting. And so we're gonna uh, read in Acts and I'm gonna give you the background because you know I like to do that. So at the beginning of it, we're gonna read in Acts 1, but it starts off where um, uh, Luke is the one that's actually writing, and he's writing to, and, and if I say this wrong, forgive me, because I've been trying to practice it, but it's Delphius. I think that's how you say it. Oh my gosh, those words are terrible. So he's writing, and it actually means lover of God, which is what we are. We're a lover of God. He's writing to this person, but it also means to us as well. Um, and so... He's writing to them, and he, this is what's happened is Jesus has already died, he's resurrected, and he's actually shown up um, over a period of 40 days to his disciples, right? And so y'all know last week I was sick, and so y'all don't even know what's rough, what's rough. And so I've got to watch some TV more than I probably normally would. And so I was watching The Chosen, and even though I know that some of it is scriptural and some of it isn't, it's really interesting to watch, like these are real people that lived in real time with, with Jesus, right? And they were such a mess, even, even though they were still very fleshy, right? And so I'm thinking like, if I were walking with Jesus, I would not act like that, but they didn't, they didn't know, like they didn't know any better and they were still learning and it's a process, right? Like we always say we're gonna, we could do better, we would do this, but we don't know in that moment, right? And so we're going to start off in Acts 4, and um, we're going to read verses 4 through 5, it's going to be on the screen, and it says, on occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this commandment, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait, for the gift my father has promised, which have you, I'm so sorry, which you have heard me speak about, for John baptized with water, but in a few days you would be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Like, how exciting is that, right? Like, he, during this time, he had already been speaking to them about the Holy Spirit. In fact, in Luke 9, it tells you, like, after he did the, the Sermon on the Mount, he sends them out two by two. And they're still fresh at following Jesus. Some of them had just recently come on. Um, and so they, he tells them they're going to go and heal the sick and cast out demons and do all these things. And in all honesty, they, they, uh, they still were very worried and still, well, what are we going to do? You know, and he tells them not to worry about what they're going to eat and what, what they're going to wear and that all these things he tells them. But when we read this, 
you would think they would have been so excited, right? They're about to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. So they had to have, because he, when he sent them out, they had some authority. He said, I'm sending you with my authority. So they already had some kind of um, connection already kind of with what the Holy Spirit maybe was going to feel like, right? But then, so as I'm, we're reading this, and I'm thinking about it, and it says, but wait. And this is what gets you, right? So I read it in so many different translations. One says, you must wait. He's giving them direct orders. And how many times in our lives that we pray and God's like, just wait. He tells us, just wait. And we're like, but why? Why can't you just make this happen now? Or why do I have to wait? Or This, this doesn't make any sense, right? It doesn't make sense. The reality is, is that we're all waiting on something. Whether we're waiting on our finances to get better, whether we're waiting on one of our children to be delivered to God, whether we're waiting on a new job or a new relationship or all these things, we're always in waiting of something. Some are way bigger than others. Some of them are harder to just say, like, I'm not gonna worry about this because we're still in a worry. We're still in a stress about it. But He's trying to tell us, like, I'm sending you, I'm about to give you this gift of the Holy Spirit. Like, that connection that you're going to have with me. And so, the takeaway from this that I want you all to take away is, what is something that you are waiting for right now? What is something that God has placed on your heart that he said, hey, 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 you need to just wait. Right? Just wait. So, really set on that. As we're, read, as we're reading more and more and you're really thinking about things, because sometimes... We don't, we don't like to hear that like we're waiting. We're like kids, you know? We tell our kids, hey, we're going to go do this, and they're like, are we going to do this today? I told you we're going to do this. Are we going to do this today? I told you we're going to have to wait, right? So really set on that. So as we read on in 6, he says, then they gathered, they gathered around him, and they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it's not for you to know for the time or the dates the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive the power with the Holy Spirit coming on you. And you will be my witness in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Man. Again, they're like, still unsure. He's like, I'm telling them again about the power of the Holy Spirit. But the the main thing when you hear what he's saying, he was like, the Lord, they're asking him, uh, thinking like he's about to bring the new heaven on earth, that everything is about to be renewed because Jesus is back. And he's telling them, it's not for you to know when the time and date. And as adults, that is extremely difficult. Like, we, God will sometimes answer our, our questions when we are like, God, what about this? Sometimes he'll say yes. Sometimes he'll say, not right now. Sometimes he'll tell us to wait. And sometimes it's it's not for you to know. And and I and I personally really could relate to this because I'm in this season right now that that's where I'm at. I um, I'm still struggling with the foreclosure of my house. And so there's so many things that I've been praying about and I feel like that's God talking to me, telling me, like, it's not for you to know the time, the day, what I'm going to do. He's talking about bringing heaven 
back on earth and for Jesus resurrecting, but it also relates to our problems as well. It's not for us to know sometimes. And that's hard for us because we are, because we're adults, we don't see ourselves as children and sometimes we get so frustrated with that, right? We get so frustrated because when is when are we gonna get to a place where I can pay all my bills? When am I gonna get to a place where all my kids are gonna really be following God? Or when am I gonna get to a place where I can finally just breathe? And and I'm going through all of this and it just doesn't make any sense. Well, honestly, church, sometimes it's not for us to know. And that's really hard. And kind of at some point, like, he does it in a, in a loving manner, and the reasoning behind it, I'm really sitting on this as to why, you know, like, sometimes we don't share things with our children because we know that maturity-wise, they can't handle it. And we're, we are, we are children of God, right? And so, when my son was younger, he was about eight years old, right? And he, one day is like so frantic and so upset and I, I kid you not he could not sleep for months because I don't know what happened when he was at his grandma's house but she comes back and says you know the world is going to end at any moment and the reality is it is right we all know that as adults we all know that that, that is our time is limited our day could end today as, as adults we don't know whether Jesus comes back today or not but for his mind, he wasn't mature enough to be able to handle that understanding of it, and he didn't sleep for, uh, I want to say, months, because he was so stressed out and worried, well, what happens if it happens when I'm asleep? And what happens if, if you know, I'm, I'm at school and I'm away from you, and, and I don't know how I'm gonna, you know, and he, he literally put, she put, I mean, when I tell you she put the fear of God, she put the fear of God. <laughs> and, in a way, you know what I mean, we want our children to understand, but not to a sense of like, you know, yes, maybe he fights with his sister, or you know, he gets a little rambunctious at moments, but not to an extent of overly in that moment of just telling him something that he, his mind could not handle. And those are things that we wouldn't share with our children at those moments, because we know that it's, we don't even know. And we wouldn't want to anticipate them constantly worrying of when that's going to happen. We as adults know that we need to live our lives as that moment can happen at any time. And in the process of all that, right, we're waiting still on stuff. We're waiting on all these things that are happening in the background, right? We're waiting on all of our bills and all of our stuff and all these things to happen. But at the same time, we really don't know when he's going to come back. And so it's kind of, one, we're waiting on things for him to maybe fix our situation or to answer those questions or all the things. And even in Deuteronomy 29.29, I wanted to share this with you. It says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may follow the words of the law. There's things that he doesn't share with us because he knows that maybe it's not the time, the place, or maybe we can't handle it. And as we grow in God, as we get closer to the Holy Spirit, as we stay close to him, he's gonna reveal things to us in that, in that due time. But sometimes he 
there's a reasoning behind it. Because if we knew at exact time of when something was gonna happen, how many of us would be able to be like, maybe in our situation it would make us feel better, but like if we knew that he's gonna come back at any moment, we're like, oh, well, we have three weeks, two months, you know, before he comes back and for me to get it right. And that's not what he wants. He wants us to get it right now. And that's what he's trying to express to them. He's expressing to his disciples, like, the Holy Spirit is going to be with you as you're, as you're doing your journey. But the things that you're waiting on, the things, it's not for you to know when I'm going to come back. And we have to be ready, church. How ready are we? How ready are we in our day-to-day -day lives while we're so frantic about all these other things that in the end, to be honest with you, they're not going to matter. They're not going to really matter. And so, as we read on, so that is our takeaway, is it's not for you to know sometimes. And so as we read on in 6, we're still in um, Acts 1, and we're in verse, oh, sorry, 9. So he's sitting with them, he's having a meal with them, and they're all sitting around and having this discussion, right? And so shortly after that happens, this is the next thing that happens directly after that. It says, after he said this, he was taken up before their eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently into the sky as he was going, and when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them, men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand there looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken into heaven will come back in the same way you've seen him go into heaven. Man, that's powerful, church. I don't know. Like, if you think about, like, I was thinking as I was really thinking about that, you know how when a kid, like, loses a balloon and it goes in the sky and how you, like, watch it forever? You know, I was thinking, like, that is us. That is us that, you know, they didn't even, like, it almost seems like they did not know how to react to it because of the fact that the, the men in the white robes were like, what are you doing? Like, why? He's going to come back. Just the same way he left, he's going to come back. And now they're in the waiting more. Here we either in our same dilemma that we are. And so, like, even though you're waiting on something, you're waiting on an answer, you're waiting for God to take that problem and finally restore whatever it is, maybe a friendship, a relationship, a marriage, you know, maybe for him to really get a hold of your children and be set on fire. All these things that we pray for, our bills, all the stuff that stresses us out and worries, maybe it's, it's really not for us to know. And in the process of it, are we truly going to the Holy Spirit and asking him, like, hey, I need you to walk with me through this. I need you to help me with this because I truly, I can't do this. I can't do this without getting stressed and worried and start freaking out, you know? And I, and I realize, like, even for myself, like, in the mornings, if I don't start my morning praying and start my morning, you know, with my devotional and really spend time with God, then all of a sudden all these things start creeping in. And before you know it, I'm over-anxious and I'm worried and I'm stressing out. And it, it doesn't, it didn't add anything to me. It didn't bring any value to my life. It didn't help me in any way. And it didn't move my problem faster. And maybe I just need to be satisfied with knowing that it's not for me to know when he's going to answer. But at the same time, while I am in the waiting, what am I doing? Am I really living for him? 
Am I really living for what he has asked me to do? Because the reality is we all have different gifts and talents and things that God has blessed us with. And when we really get connected and we're really seeking God and the Holy Spirit really comes upon us, there's a lot more things that we are supposed to be doing in, in the meantime. Because we don't know when our last days are. We don't know when God is coming. And all the things that we're stressed and worried about aren't going to matter. You know, and when you are sick, you know, you, you're fine when you're, you are perfectly fine. But when you are sick, you don't think about anything but what you're sick about right at that moment. And if that's, you know, like whether you have a cold or you are really severely sick in the hospital, you're not thinking about a lot of other things other than, I hope I make it out of here. I hope that God is going to give me more time. And so, honestly, that that's something we really need to be thinking about, church. Like, we need to be ready. We need to be doing all the things that God has called us to do. And not just worrying about the bills and all the things that we have. And worrying about when he's going to answer the prayers and the, and the waiting and all the things that we have. But truly be living for him. And so that's something we really got to sit and think about it as you, you take your day on, like, we are all here today, and I'm so grateful for that. But tomorrow is definitely not promised. And so we really need, you know, as, as Pastor Furman was, was saying before, like, we need to live in the moment, but we also need to make sure we're living in that moment and we're enjoying our families and enjoying all the things that God has called that we're truly living for him too. What is it that you asked me to do? What is it that you're calling me to do that maybe I haven't been doing because I'm so wrapped up in all my problems and all my other stuff that I'm waiting on? And when I really sat and I thought about this, I felt like the disciples didn't miss the whole point, right? They were missing the whole point of what he was trying to tell them because do you think that if they realized he was about to be gone forever, he had been appearing to them over and over over that period of time of 40 days, that if this was their very last time face to face with Jesus, do you think that that would have been the last thing they would have asked? I felt like it wouldn't. I felt like they would have been like, well, what, what do we need to do with the Holy Spirit? What? How can we be better? What What should I take from this? All these things, but they, they missed the whole point. And that is, that is us. We miss the point every single day. If we're not truly living for him, if we're not truly living for all the things that he has called us to do because we're so caught up in our busyness and all the hustle and bustle of life. And so our challenge for this week is going to be wait patiently. And I know that's hard, right? I want you to think about that when you go through a drive through next time, like, and it's taking forever, and you don't know what's happening on the other end if they're short-staffed, and you have one person cooking everybody's meal. If you would have had to do all that, wait patiently for all the things, because God knows what you need, and he is going to deliver. Like, his promises are true over and over, and every single time that he's asked you to wait, I bet you that blessing was bigger than you even imagined. Because for me, it has So, but how we're going to wait patiently is trusting God with all the things to come. With everything. The good, the bad. Just trusting Him because He knows. If we truly didn't, if we don't trust God 
and we're not allowing him to work, we're not going to grow. And if we're not going to grow, we're, we're not going to get any better. And we want to do better. So I want you to live for today so that you don't miss what's most important. Don't miss what all the things. We have such an impact that we can make to our friends, to our families, to our coworkers, to our children, to all the people around us who sharing God and telling them all the goodness and actually living for God, that we can truly make an impact. And so I want you all to leave with that and really sit that and think about like, yes, we all have things that we're worried about, but are we also really doing what God has called us to do? And, and we don't want to miss that moment. When it, and it'd be too late. And it'd be too late that we didn't do everything because we were so worried about things that really weren't going to matter. So as we close in today, we're going to have prayer teams at the back. Um, and we're going to go to a time of worship. And I just really want that to really just sit in your heart and your mind and all the things that, that you brought in with you today of all the things that you're stressed about that you would just sit and, and really be with him in that moment. Um, so, God, we just come to you today, Lord, and I just thank you, Lord, for who you are. And we don't have to be, God, that you are such a loving God that sometimes it's best that we don't know when or how or when you're going to make that situation turn around. But we know that your promises are true and that they will come to pass. Help us, God, to be better at waiting patiently on you and not be so uh, overwhelmed and frustrated by our environment or by people or by the things that we can't control. So God, I pray that as we go into this time of worship, Lord, that you would just saturate our hearts with the Holy Spirit, that we would feel your presence so strongly, God, that we would understand exactly what it is that you have for us, God. And so God, I give you all the glory and praise in Jesus' name.